Hello and welcome to this episode 34 of the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name's Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack and I'm recording this on Thursday the 1st of June 2017. This week I went to speak with David Jenkins and Adam Woodward, the editor and the digital editor of the film magazine Little White Lies. And I should say right up front, I have a particular soft spot for White Lies. I used to write for them years ago and I used to work for the Church of London, which is the company that publishes the magazine. But I wanted to speak to them this week because they've pretty recently started a really fantastic new podcast hosted by none other than James Richardson. Now, if his work has somehow escaped you, uh, as in if you're not from the UK and a man in his mid to late 30s, he is a TV presenter who hosted Football Italia in the 90s and now presents The World's Strongest Man every Christmas, which basically means he's sort of my favourite TV presenter. So it is a massive deal that they've got someone like that to come and present their brand new podcast. David and Adam were actually off to record their sixth episode with James straight after our conversation. And as you'll hear, they were very cool about it all, but they really are doing genuinely a great job. And if you haven't already listened to it, uh, it's well worth checking out. But of course, the podcast is only part of what they're doing. So this latest of the Little White Lies print magazine is also the first one with the new art director, Lauren Boglio, at the helm. And they speak about the work that she's done and about creating their cover in collaboration with Christopher Nolan, the director of Dunkirk. It was a real pleasure meeting up with him again. Particular thanks go to David, who stepped in at last minute despite having a cold and did an admirable job of muffling his coughs and snuffles. I'm afraid there's a little bit of talking at the end from somebody who is in the shop above the basement where we were speaking to each other. Uh, But I hope that that won't spoil your enjoyment of this conversation with David Jenkins and Adam Woodward from Little White Lies. All right, so I am here at the Church of London offices with Adam Woodward and David Jenkins from Little White Lies. Thanks for letting me in. Thanks for uh, coming in and chatting to us. (laughs) I was just saying, it's a long time since I've been down in this basement. Um, Many happy memories from being down here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been been a while since we've done the thing. Well, we did a recent Little White Lies exhibition, but we haven't done that many Little White Lies related exhibitions or events down here recently, so... It's good to sort of get you, get you back in and yeah. <laughs> do, do something loosely on brand. So the, the reason that I particularly want to come and speak to you now is because you're, what, five episodes into the podcast? Yeah, and we're recording the sixth one just after we have this chat. Um, yeah, it's kind of been, it's gone quite quickly, it feels. I can't believe we've done five already, but it yeah. still feels like, we're still treating it like a very new thing. Um this sort of fledgling project, I guess, but it's it seems to be going pretty steady and people are listening and the feedback's been generally pretty positive, I think. Well, I just don't understand how it's happened because you've you've burst in with this podcast mm. with James Richardson yeah. as a presenter, the guy who presents World's Strongest Man, which is my favourite thing to watch every Christmas. Yeah. 
and Football Italia, which was my favourite thing to watch when I was like, yeah. how over old I was. How did that come about? He actually got in touch via um, the production company, Seven Digital. Uh, yeah, apparently he's wanted to do a film podcast for as long as he's wanted to do Football Weekly. And He actually had a thing on YouTube mm. called Jimbo Vision, where he was doing filmed film reviews and just posting those vid- videos up. Yeah, really? And um, yeah, this the, 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 the production company Seven Digital had kind of been speaking to him and then they kind of got in touch with us and then it was just a kind of simple triangulation of why don't you guys just do something together and he you know I'm not sure he'd had I'm not, I'm not sure how, how well he knew us beforehand but I think he knew he knew of Little White Lies rather than I don't think he'd actually seen the mag but then you know we sent him a little kind of care package and uh, yeah he'd, he it was great because he'd really like when we first met him he'd sort of read them all cover to cover and was picking us up on on reviews and things that we'd said in the mag and you know he's he's you know he he's he, he I think he definitely is someone who loves taking in all like information and having an opinion on things and mm. you know I think it's been great that this you know he's not he's, he isn't just a presenter in that he's the, he you know he's he's not just a kind of passive anchor mm. he watches all the films he wants to have an opinion on the films and he, and he wants to you know he knows that that is going to make for the best dialogue and the best podcast when you've actually got three people who can talk to each other on the same level rather than having a one person who's there to kind of cue other people up yeah and, and that totally comes across the and i guess i maybe found it slightly surprising because i know him as a sports mm. presenter that he comes in, he, he you'll be talking about a film, and he's like, oh yeah, I remember that other one that they did, some obscure film that he's watched and has an opinion on. It's interesting because he, to me, he's a he's kind of more of an I guess every man represents a kind of every man film fan, but he's also pretty sophisticated in in his tastes and you know he, yeah he really knows his stuff and I think it adds a nice um, yeah brings a kind of nice balance to it, but. Um, I guess yeah, we'd we'd wanted to do a podcast for a little while, and it's something people had approached us about in the past and mentioned. And I think the more we kind of thought about it and recorded little test pilots and things, the more we realised that the presenter is the is the main thing that you need to, you, you know, you get that right, and and the, all the other stuff, the format and length and everything, kind of becomes less important. So yeah, it's been it's been obviously like amazing having him involved in. So how long were you in production before you started? Because the first episode came out and you had this like instant chemistry with you kind of like ribbing him about being the old guy in the film screening who was like laughing at the wrong jokes and yeah. stuff. And it, it, it was kind of funny because we'd, we'd hadn't really... I think what I'm so surprised about with this podcast and, and, and surprised in a, in a positive way is that it's not something we really spent that long developing or it, I think with these things you just have to kind of grab the bull by the horns and just just do it mm. and it, it it was because like the seven digital have they, they, they're a company who have you know vast experience in creating these kind of things so you know they had all the architecture pre-production it was just you know almost a sort of reaction for them you know like we, it, it, it wasn't something they had to sort of we had to go for long meetings and make long decisions everything was very sort of agile and you know we, we would have we, we had a, there was a sort of you know me, medium 
length email chain I would say where we were just sort of like you know making sort of smaller decisions about you know tone and content and what we were going to do and I think you know one of the things that we had always said is that we you know we want to keep it I think we all we decided is that we want to keep it really simple in in the, in that we don't want too many kind of segments to it uh, we, we didn't want to keep we, we didn't want it to be too like sort of matey um, and yeah we w- and we wanted to cover one mainstream film and one sort of less mainstream film and then possibly a, another third section where there was a bit flexible that we could sort of play around in and and that's kind of what what happened and everyone sort of took to it really well um, but yeah how, how, I mean it, it was very a very I, I feel like we, we we you know the from from like having the initial meeting about shall we do this to doing it felt like a tiny tiny amount of time. Yeah. And we went in that first episode. We recorded it very much as a pilot, um, and everyone was ha- was happy with it. And it was a good feeling in the room. And we mm. thought, well, you know, let's put it out there and kind of yeah, we went from there really. But how many trips to the pub with the three of you sitting around the table and chatting about all this stuff? The, f- the first proper time we did that was actually just before we saw the film that was featured in the kind of first episode. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. So we, we just met up in the pub for like 20 minutes or so before the mm-hmm. film and, and that was like the first time the three of us had like properly sat down and and I guess we didn't really talk too much even about the podcast or about the format or anything. It, it was just, you know, fairly informal. Just general. Yeah. Know, like talking about, I mean, I think we were talking to James about the kind of screening rotation yeah. and, you know, the sort of make, getting him in to see films and... <clears throat> he was sort of telling us the things he was excited for, and mm. yeah, no, it was. It was. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's nice because it, we've had we. It's not like so. Adam and I were on the first one, and we've kind of. We've another thing we said is that we wanted a kind of rotation of, of voices on there as well, so it's not just the same three three dudes just like chatting every week. So. Um, but and that's that's also really nice the way you've brought in like other little white lies writers and you're starting to I think it's actually one of the great things about a podcast on a bit about audio is that you can actually hear someone's character yeah. so the so you can read someone's character in a particular way but when you hear someone speaking you just start to get a sense of who this person is yeah and I mean little white lies may maybe me and David kind of at the, at the tiller behind the scenes or whatever but it, you know it's always been so much more than than us and, and just a few people it's, it's a, a pretty you know global network of contributors and illustrators and writers and, and all sorts and yeah I think it's interesting because I, I read someone like Sophie or Ash Clark's reviews in their in their voice and it's funny actually listening to them on the on the podcast in the same way that I would read their, their writing. Was it someone said that Sophie has a voice like a toffee apple oh, or yeah, something yeah. like that? <laughs> yeah, not sure where that comes from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what it means. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think the, 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 the response to it has been like, like fascinating. I mean, mm. like, I, I guess it's that, I mean, you know, definitely hasn't been like universally positive, but, you know, it, it, it's definitely, it, it means that, you know, if people are, reacting to it but, and having a strong opinion on it either way that's I think that's a really positive thing and, and you uh, really encourage that as well you like you ask yeah. people to email and tweet and like you have the film club that yeah. is there to draw people in yeah I mean I think we really do want people to to engage 
uh, and um, and yeah, talk. Uh, we we want to have that level of like you know, the the, the readers, the audience are, are you know, inputting into 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 the discourse. Mm. I mean. I think it's also we've always had that kind of relationship with our audience, and maybe back in the day when you know it isn't it's not that old, but when when the kind of more so maybe, maybe social media, but when the internet was was kind of less all, all, all pervading as it is now, I think the the relationship we had was maybe a little bit more tangible or, or or had a kind of real world sense of like you know we, we'd meet people and you'd you, you know in, engage and connect with people reading the magazine um and it's nice because it doing the podcast actually feels that you have that direct connection with people it's not just kind of putting something out on twitter and hoping that someone sees it or um yeah and i guess the other side to all this is you have ads running in the podcast mm-hmm. so this is presumably a money-making venture as well well, I think the idea is to is to make it so it's sustainable, and I think currently the way the advertising is set up is 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 with that in mind. But yeah, ideally we'll have maybe someone come in and sponsor it. And I think I think people are pretty used to listening to podcasts and other other things which have advertising in. So yeah, um, that's actually just yeah the um, the production company yeah. again set set all that side of things up. They've, I mean, <clears throat> they've got experience doing that stuff before, so they knew the best way to. I mean, they added pre-existing relationships with podcast publishers, and they knew the best way to sort of get it to the biggest audience mm-hmm. quick, quicker. You know, they and they were sort of drawing on relationships that they'd already had there. So, like, yeah, it did get a nice sort of bump from from those guys, I think. <clears throat> and alongside all of this, you're also making this little print magazine. <laughs> yeah. Still, yeah. <laughs> so we, let's just have a look at what is this. So number 70 is just yeah. out, the Dunkirk issue. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first one where you have the new creative director. Yeah. Um, this is the first issue we've worked with uh, Lauren Boglio, the great Lauren Boglio, <laughs> who is, uh, has been a kind of lead lead kind of artistic creative on the magazine for for three or four years now so you know it's something she knows inside out really um and yeah i mean i think for a first i mean i i think she's sort of for this for her first issue at the helm it's it's you know pretty staggering to be honest i mean it's like you know i think she's sort of made it her own thing and also kept within the kind of broad you know, uh, strictures of the format as well. Um, I, I'm trying to, I'm sort of pushing her to, to sort of make it more of her own thing in, in sort of the coming months. And I think maybe even looking to do some kind of like refinements, redesign elements to, to sort of reflect her vision, her sort of, her sort of visual vision of how, how the magazine can evolve. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing with the, with this magazine is that, you know, we all, I think we are, we're in this like really nice position where we can, you know, it's malleable, we can change it, we can, we, we can adapt it to, to, to the tastes of people who are making it. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens next. That, that's the thing Tyler Rulay says about print in that um, I think people always sort of assume that because websites are digital, they can be changed really quickly, mm-hmm. but actually, there's always architecture that's really like immovable. And so, yeah. once you've made a website, it sort of has to be as it is. Yeah. Whereas with a piece of print, you could completely change it 
like not that you are doing that with this mm. but you actually can evolve things much more easily than you could if it was purely digital yeah i mean the the little white lies website as it looks currently i think it was redesigned and relaunched about 18 months ago and there's already loads of stuff we want to add and, and tweak and, and do there so but that you know that takes a lot of planning a lot of money as well to to kind of develop and yeah with the magazine i guess we're not maybe having to do things under those same set of um yeah working within those same parameters i think we've got a lot more freedom and but at the same time i think that you know it's as with the website as well i think that with the magazine you you, you know you have you you do have parameters so like you know it's when you're changing things it's like we're not just going to make a completely different magazine (laughs) like it looks and feels and is totally completely different um unless there is some kind of coherent um vision behind why that you know that 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 is kind of um uh you know it's inspired by the cover film or something like that so um if you know it will still look and feel like the same thing, even if it if it if it if it's not quite. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's evolution, not yeah, revolution. Exactly. exactly. I yeah. mean, we, I think changes will. There will need to be some kind of rationale behind it. We're not we're just going to get rid of all the reviews, for example, or um, totally change the cover style or something like that. But yeah, it'll be a kind of subtle refining process, I suppose. I mean, this was an interesting cover actually because. Um, we we were actually working with the director Christopher Nolan on it. And I think that with this film, Dunkirk is um, it's been very much marketed and pushed as a as an ensemble film. So there's not really there, there are kind of key players, but there's not really a lead character. And our covers are have traditionally been portraits of single people focusing on you know the actor, the character, and. For this, it for this to to do to do this film, I think we had to think of a way that adapted the portrait style. Mm-hmm. Like you know, use it still uses a portrait, but in a way that doesn't shine the entire spotlight on a single person. Um, and that's why we kind of came up with this sort of like war collage idea that sort of involved other people other figures and there is a there is still a a portrait there but it's a kind of slightly different more moody expressionistic kind of portrait than we'd maybe usually go for so so, so you say you're working with christopher nolan on this so just how involved was he then in creating this because that's again that's a massive deal to have him so involved with that well i mean he it, it was basically i mean he he's i think he's very um I mean, as an artist, I think he's very cre- uh, protective over his over his creation and how it's interpreted. And um, I think that, um, yeah, I think I, we 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 have a we've spoken to him. We spoke to him for the issue, and I think one of the one of the sort of um, what would you even call it, like um, bargaining chips, <laughs> but like oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is is that you know they would like. To see the cover, you know they, and it wasn't it wasn't quite a, like a sign off. It was it, it wasn't a, you know it wasn't like they were sending feedback or anything like that. I think they just wanted to check that we were going in the right direction and that that our our kind of representation of the film 
wasn't going to kind of be running counter to something they're doing or even copying something they're doing. So, you know, it, it was really interesting. We were sort of send, sending over drafts of, of, of what we were doing and they were getting sent to Burbank and then we would get like little bits of feedback from them. I mean, I mean, you know, they were really happy with what we were doing. We didn't know it wasn't, I mean, you know, when you get, when, when you agree to these kind of things, I mean, you, you know, you kind of think, oh God, this, this could be, this could be painful, but <laughs> it was, the, it was the least painful thing. And I mean, you know, I think the cover is, it, I, I think it's a, it's, it's a, you know, I think we try and create original immersive treatments of, or, or reflections of movies for our covers and, you know, I think that they they like that, and I mean, we have you know we, we the film is still being made, so you know there are, we we had to use kind of existing materials out there to actually formulate this 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 cover. So there is an element of of guesswork involved as well. Um, so um, I guess it's I guess. Uh, Again, like working with Christopher, he's. I think he's making sure that we're guessing in the right direction as well. So, like, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was. Um, and speaking to him was 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 great. I mean, he's he's just like a very sharp, very intelligent, very articulate man who um, who is just like. I mean, he just each film. He just live. He's just living each film basically. I mean, he he he, he seems to just live to 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 make these big epic movies and uh... I think all this points towards the this feeling that I have of white lies being in this quite vaunted position now because the I mean you you guys are independent magazines mm -hmm. but you're also at this spot where you're I so we did that film event uh, earlier in the year where you you very kindly came and spoke yeah. at an independent magazine uh, sorry movie magazines event and pretty much everyone who stepped up to speak said and of course little white lies was mm. a big inspiration in, in trying to do this that so you're like you're in the independent world but you're also right up there at the top you're very visible the sort of magazine that a lot of people know of mm. that must bring with it its own particular set of pressures i don't know do you think about that much i mean the, the thing that i this still surprises me a little bit actually is when you're kind of speaking to people in the film industry and, and not just you know publicists and people at film companies, but directors and, and other people who, who seem to know it, or at least tell us or tell me that they're familiar with it. And yeah, I think that's certainly you know it, it's, it seems well respected in the industry, which is I think a very positive thing and helps us out a lot of the time. I mean, you still get that thing of putting it in someone's hands and that reaction. I think, I think it's yeah one of my favourite things about making the magazine, but. Um, in terms of like general consumers, there's obviously still a challenge there in terms of distribution and, and just kind of make, making your voice heard, I guess, above um, above the, the kind of bigger, more established publishers. But I think I think we sort of hold our own pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I think it helps that you know we are a, it's, I mean, it's a small team, literally just me and Adam. I mean, it's. When, you know, we we've, we've got two people in our kind of network of contributors who kind of help make this thing happen, and uh, it does allow for us to sort of be more agile and creative and do do the things we want to do. But I mean, <coughs> I don't. I, I wouldn't necessarily. It's weird because I don't necessarily like. I don't think we pick when when we decided to put Dunkirk on the cover. 
I think that the idea of that it would be a commercially good thing to do was definitely secondary to the idea that this would be a good issue to do straight after doing the Free Fire issue. Um, this, we've never done an issue with Christopher Nolan, who is a director that we like and our audience like. Um, you know, um, and evidently Harry Styles fans yeah. are, are quite into this issue, who because as he is has a part in this film, is I think it's his film screen yeah, acting his debut. You, you get a lot of traffic from Harry's fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Harry Styles. Some, some weird, I'm getting some getting some weird DMs as well. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 I think you know it's great that it's, if there there is a feeling that the magazine is kind of expanding and, and, and sort of moving into that area a bit more and I think we just you know we do want to push it push it harder and and expand it make it bigger and and uh, and, and, and just keep it going for as, for as long as we can really. I mean and I guess having this looping back to the podcast and all the stuff we do on the the website as well um, I think we've just got this really nice sort of almost like three audiences now that we can kind yeah. of fit together um, well more if you count all our kind of you know we have you know the, 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 the podcast the, the website and the magazine and then we've got like our sort of social following as well and uh, you know it's a really it's a really good like you know when the numbers add up mm. in terms of actual eyes looking at the things we're doing and listening to the things we're saying so yeah um, yeah I think yeah. just a kind of final thought on the, on the magazine process I guess is like I always get asked the question about oh, how do you decide what goes on the cover, and I think now more than ever, as as kind of editors, as curators, basically, what what we going with our kind of gut instinct feel, feels like more more important, I guess, than ever in terms of people want recommendations. They want to know what, what films are, are are worth seeing and and what films they should be excited about and. We, we are, I guess, now a bit of an authority on that. And, and yeah, we are still kind of more independently skewed, but we cover, you know, mainstream titles. And um, I think in the past, it, issues which, which which have not done as well or been received as well have been ones where we've maybe gone with a, a slightly more ma- mainstream film that ultimately has, has not been very good. And, you know, people won't remember that film and they probably won't remember that issue as well. Um, and we don't know whether Dunkirk is, is going to be you know a, f- a five star kind of masterpiece but um yeah i guess this this applies to like not not just publishing i mean movies in general people is there's so much more choice now and this is across like cinema traditional releases and netflix and all these places and i think if you can like stand out and 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 sort of authoritatively and, and sort of discerningly say this this is a good film you know we're, we're supporting this movie I think that that's become a really important trademark I guess of, of Little White Lies yeah yeah alright well look, thank you very much for taking the time out you need oh, to cheers. go off and record yeah, yeah. the latest episode of your podcast that doesn't have other people speaking uh, oh, yeah. in the background <laughs> you should maybe add that in uh, a bit of atmosphere <laughs> get some come, some, yeah, come yeah. and speak in the background um, thanks very much cool cheers cheers, cheers. That's it for this week. 
Thanks again to David and Adam for giving me their time. I totally agree with Adam when he talks about there being so much choice available these days and just so much content that's out there. And actually, the most important thing is being able to stand out in some way and say something for yourself. They definitely do that with both the magazine and the podcast. So check them out if you haven't already. Search for Truth and Movies and you should find the first few episodes of their podcast. And hopefully the magazine will be in a shop somewhere near you. Of course, thanks very much to you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to hear more like this, just search for us. It's Stack Magazines on SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever else you go for your podcasts. And you'll find lots of conversations with independent magazine makers. And of course, if you've really enjoyed this one, then follow us while you're there and we'll deliver next week's episode to you as soon as it's ready on Friday. OK, that's it from me. Thanks again for listening and we'll be back next week. Thank <laughs> you.